often, I don't know about you, but often after Christmas, especially when I was growing up, we would have so much fun, but I was left feeling quite empty afterwards. Anyone experienced that before? You, you, you've got this build-up to this incredible moment, and you're excited, but then very shortly after, you're left feeling a bit empty and deflated, like, oh, what next? And I would be feeling like I need something more. And so I'd be looking to the next big thing so I could get that feeling of, fun or excitement or something to look forward to. Anyone else ever felt like that? Right? But that's not the heart of Christmas, right? Yeah, no. I think like one of the things I'm really grateful for like growing up was that um well, at the time when I was little, I really believed that December the 25th was Jesus's birthday. Now, as I'm older, I know it's this, you know, we don't actually know when he's, it's his birthday, but we, yeah, sorry to break the news to anyone, but <laughs> we, that's when we celebrate him on the 25th of December. But once I became a born again Christian, it, you begin to realize we do celebrate Jesus all year, you know, especially yeah. at family church. Jesus is always the reason for every season, every month, every Every day, we're always celebrating him. But I think it's so important that as Christian families, in the midst of all of our Christmas, in the midst of the busyness and the games and the presence, that we do take a point to remember that actually we're celebrating his birth. Amen. Yeah, exactly that. And um, and that's what and, and that's exactly what it is. And you, you know, when we read the Old Testament, for those that have kind of read the Bible, maybe you're not familiar with the Bible at all. Do you know there was a whole bunch of people that were desperately waiting for this Savior to come? Right? They were wanting to experience this moment that their Savior would come and set them free. You know, their lives were bound, their lives were broken, their lives were a mess, and they were desperate for this moment to come in their lives. And and actually, it was hundreds of years later when you actually look at the chronological order that he came. But there's a very well-known verse that I'm sharing, Isaiah 9-6. When the prophet Isaiah, um, who, for those that aren't familiar with church, just a very normal guy that God used. He was just a normal person, like every one of us, that God spoke to and he prophesied and had this incredible relationship with God that God spoke to him concerning this saviour that would one day come. And it says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles. And I love this. Wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Come on, that's amazing. This is is the saviour that we're celebrating. He's got these incredible titles, hasn't he, Paula? These incredible names that's attached to him. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love the fact that, like, as you said about the Old Testament, when you read through the books in the Old Testament, they're like, they just keep messing up. No matter how much they try, you know, they know the word of God, they know the Torah. Um, so they had like the first five books once you go past that. And they still just couldn't meet the standard of God. And you, when you read it, you're just realizing that no matter how hard they try, they realize they keep failing, they keep failing. And when you read throughout the Bible, not just in Isaiah, in Isaiah, you read in the Old Testament, there's so many prophecies of there's a Messiah that is going to come and is going to deliver you from your sin, who's going to set you free. And so you, there's like an anticipation. So you know like the way at the moment of Christmas time we anticipate, oh my days, how many sleeps to go? Well, I do, but <laughs> how many sleeps is there till Christmas? Um, it was the same. They were desperate for this Messiah. They didn't understand it completely, but all they knew was 
we can't do this on our own. We can't live life by ourselves. And they, need, they had a need for God. It's yeah, amazing. And that's it. Um, they needed a savior. They needed saving, like all of us. We need help, right? You get to a place in your life where you realize, I can't do this. Anyone ever been there? Right? Yeah, you, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I need help. I remember for me, 15 years ago, I walked into this very hall, just a, a local chav, like, coming from across the road. And it was like I'd come to that place, just like every other person, where you say, I'm done. I'm done with this life. Like, I don't know any other answer. I don't know any other way. My life is so broken and so messed up. And then came a moment where I experienced a savior. I experienced Jesus. And it wasn't something I paid for. It wasn't something that I felt like I needed to line up and, and book a ticket in advance. It was something I experienced just in the quietness of this room in the moment where it was free and it was a gift and it was something given to me and I did nothing to, nothing to, to earn it or even deserve it, in fact. I was the worst of all, of all people, of the things that I think of that I'd done, yet God chose to give me something even though really I probably deserve to go to prison. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, and that's the beauty of Jesus' coming and the, the heart of Christmas, that he would come for everyone, for yeah. anyone who, who needed him. And you know, the classic verse of, in John three sixteen of for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And it's just that reminder that, you know, for all of us, when we get, when whatever point we gave our lives to Christ, that was Christmas. Christmas had arrived for us. It was that time that you know our lives were completely transformed by God yeah. and I loved um the part in the Bible I think it's in Luke where they say it's Emmanuel God with us yeah. and like it's only a few years ago it just blew my mind when I just realized that God didn't just come to just okay I'm just going to show you what to do and paved the way but he came to be with us and you know for so long like I've saying throughout the Old Testament it was you can only experience God now if you go to the temple you can only experience God if you do x y and z but Jesus came and it was like I'm coming to be with you in your mess in your sin in whatever you're going through I'm here and I'm with you and I think that's such a precious message that not do we not only do we need to hear continually but the world needs to hear that he never came to condemn us he never came to judge us he came to give us life and to be with us and so you know when we celebrate Christmas it really is good news and I think sometimes as Christians we forget and we start thinking oh yeah like salvation oh it's a bit awkward it's a bit embarrassing it's not it is good news to this world and they never get to hear anything that's good so many other religions and even if you you know in Christianity if you move down a road of religion you get caught up in the things that you need to do but Christ never said that he never said you have to do a whole list of things before you could know the father he just said simply all you need to do is believe yeah and I just yeah I love that and I love that it's simple isn't it sometimes as human beings and I don't know if you've experienced this I know I have I complicate things I make things so much more complicated because I feel like I need to do my part in it to make it and actually what I end up doing is messing it up the the the, the birth of Jesus is a simple concept that God came born of a virgin to take the sin of the world away 
And I need nothing to be involved with that except to believe that he did that and I receive eternal life. That's what the Bible says. Now, I don't need to start speaking Hail Marys and, 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 and doing all these kind of self-works. I don't need to start doing all this kind of stuff. All I need to do is simply believe that the one who came to set me free was Jesus Christ. And in that, I'm then set free. And that's what happened for me those years ago. I know what's what, what happened for you and for so many people in here. What we've got to remember, which is so often, I know as a church we do, but in the world growing up, Christmas, we knew, I knew the baby Jesus sat in that manger, but he was just a baby sat in a manger. He never grew up in my mind to become the savior of the world, dying on a cross to set me free. He was an ornament on the 25th that you saw in a church or something like that, and that was it. But actually, he wasn't a baby to stay a baby. He was a baby born to grow up become enthroned with the power and strength of God to then die so that my life could be redeemed and set free. Come on, this is the Christmas message. So often we pause with the baby, don't we? But he was a gift given to humanity so humanity could experience freedom and could experience something that it couldn't get in its own strength. Money will not buy you what God has given you. A gift is given, not bought, amen? And so therefore we receive these gifts freely. And I love that because, like I said before, Christmas is just that great um, example of, you know, when someone gives you a gift, you're not like, oh, it's like, thank you. (laughs) It's just a great joy to receive it. And it should be the same when we think about Christ, that we don't need to try and work it all out. Just receive him. Just accept that, Christ, I want you in my life. It's, it's so simple. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing to remember because sometimes we accept Christ when we gave our lives to God and that's it. But I believe that, which we're going to talk about, is that there's so many gifts in him that he wants us to receive on a daily basis. Yeah, that's really good. And that, that's the thing that I want to kind of really get into our hearts today because each and every one of us are probably on a different journey with Christ right and I and I really feel this is relevant to every person in the room for the person that doesn't know Jesus at all and is coming here because that someone's dragged him in here um friend or family said you've got to come it's Christmas time welcome um and we hope you feel so at home but listen this is relevant to you and for the person that's been at family church for 20 years because when I look at um a gift and the, the instant picture I get is the Christmas tree. You know, I see it like kind of here, a gift at the bottom of the tree. And there's different elements to the gift, right? The gift will be wrapped up. And then once the gift is opened, there's an element to the gift that you can use or not use. And I'm sure some of you have had gifts that have been sat in the kitchen drawer, the, <laughs> under the bed, who have never come, out of the, uh, never come out the box and they've just become something you thought, oh, thanks for that, and just thrown it away. <laughs> We've all got those kind of things. And then there's more useful gifts, like a pair of socks that you kind of think brilliant. As much as it's, uh, you think socks, it's a great gift, and you think, I'll wear that every day. There's a different thing to different gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just got me thinking about Christ. Um, not Christ under a Christmas tree, but the heart of God. The heart of God is the heart of Christmas, right? The heart of God towards humanity. That's what Christmas is about. Jesus Christ being given as a gift. And I think for some of us, Jesus is still under the Christmas tree wrapped up. Your whole life you've grown up knowing Christmas, but you've never opened him up. You've never decided to accept him and think, actually, I'm going to put my trust in the one that was sent for me. Instead, it's been about everything else except him. And the picture I get of this is, is going to a birthday party, right? And you're eating all the cake, enjoying all the things, but you've not invited the person whose birthday it is. 
it's kind of irrelevant. What are you doing? You're just having a party. You're not actually having a... Bu- but actually, we are called to celebrate the one who's about. Yeah. And that starts with the first thing of actually opening up the present and receiving him as saviour. Not as baby Jesus, but as saviour, the one who died on that cross. And it's the Easter message, which so kind of joins in with the Christmas message. But... That's the first thing we need to do, right, Paula? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so important as well to say that you want the gift. (laughs) So, you know, someone comes to offer you something. Don't just be like, oh, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) Because actually, I remember. So, no, you do, right? right. So, I've got a funny story. So, I remember. I'm not with this. I'm worried now. Me and Sean were dating, and it was quite chaotic at the best of times anyway. Our marriage is bliss now, praise God. Wow. But it's like it a counselling session. That's was, what this is, really. Honestly, it was awful. And I remember, I think I was in Australia, right? And um, <laughs> I won't go to that, that, that part. But I was in Australia, right? And the fins weren't great. But anyway, I tried to be a good girlfriend at the time. And I remember I called Sean and I asked him if he wanted anything. Because, you know, I'm coming back from Australia. You might want a gift. Is there anything you want? And I don't know if he was annoyed at me or what, but he said he didn't want anything. So I was like, okay. You, you want nothing so me who's not a gift person if you say you don't want anything that means you don't want anything what I meant is I want loads of stuff <laughs> and I remember coming back and I've never seen a grown man's face look like a disappointed child broke me like, <laughs> I came back with nothing for him because he said he didn't want anything. But do you know what? It's <laughs> but I've um, really. got him gifts since then, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny, but actually when you relate it to sometimes our lives with Christ and with God, you know, we don't pray about stuff. We're like, we act like we don't want anything from God. We don't need anything. Oh, I just love God. I don't need anything from him. And then actually we, um, we're watching everyone else <laughs> oh, getting breakthrough, getting, having testimony of the things that God has done. But it's because they've gone before God and they've asked him. And I think it's so important that we remember that actually we need to ask as well but the beautiful thing about Christ obviously he's he's there ready and available we just need to accept yeah and the first part of that is accepting him as savior yeah it's simply saying the bible says asking you shall receive again my complicated head thinks I need to do something to do that no no simply ask and you shall receive knock and the door shall be you know seek and you shall be you shall find yeah it's as simple as that first stage of asking and then receiving and I think some, some of you in this room today may, may have a moment where you can do that. And you say, actually, do you know what? My life does need to get lined up with the will of God. Because actually, it's not just about getting your life right. It's about your eternity. Because Christ came to set people free for all eternity. He didn't come just to do a momentary quick fix so your life could be okay on this. He came because there was a generation and a lost people going separate from him. And he came and died in our place so that we could be set free. And I think the first thing is simple, as you said, is to just put your faith in him. But there's another element, I think, to it. And this is where like the layers kind of happens. When I was picturing this, I was picturing Lego. And I'm not that big of a fan of Lego. Like, I'm not, I know there's some proper Lego people out there that just like all over Lego. I'm not that kind of on it. But when you think of Lego, there's an element where you're going to open that present, right? And there's going to be a box. Let's say it's the Millennium Falcon Star Wars Lego type thing, right? And that, and that, because that's you the one I'm picturing. Like an expert in that's Lego the one I'm picturing in my mind. It's the one that I, I, I'm thinking. Because this looks complicated in my mind, right? Not that I would attempt it. 
And there's an element where you open that present and you've got the box and you've got the presence, but there's another element where you have to open the box and kind of construct what's there to get the best of what's actually in that box. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can do the whole going to church. We can do the whole, I believe in Jesus, but we never take time to delve into the box of it to construct what Christ has given us. And I think sometimes there's greater purpose to your life than what you realize. There's a greater depth to your life than what you realize, but you haven't decided to go a bit deeper with God. And sometimes it can get hard because again, I'm not a Lego person, but it looks frustrating Lego. It looks like it would wind you up, like if it's not going right to plan. Sometimes walking with God isn't always easy. But as you start to piece things together and start to undo the word of God and start to ask God and walk with God. And and this is, you can be going with God for 20 years and and never even opened the box. You've still on stage one of just opened that present and sat with the box. Yeah, I believe in Jesus, but you're just getting on with life. Maybe today's the day where you're saying, actually as this whole year's coming to an end thing, I'm going to step into undoing the box and get to constructing the life that God actually has for me yeah. on the inside. And that life is so full, right, Paula? Yeah. The gifts that come with Christ, freedom, joy, peace, love. All these things are elements that when we start to delve into who God is, we start to experience his love, his joy, his peace. Do you know, I was an alcoholic, a drug addict when I walked in this room and I walked out a free man. At what cost did I pay? Nothing, but I believed. And I walked free. And I know there's so many other people in this room here today that actually you are bound by something, but Christ has the key. You are bound by fear, Christ has the key. You are bound by financial ruin. Christ wants to be your provider and give abundantly over your life and pour out his blessings. Amen? Amen. Listen, the answer's not found in the world, is it? It can't be. It has to be found in the gospel message of Jesus Christ being born so that whoever may believe may be set free. Amen. Amen. No, that's really good. And as like, we just begin to um, wrap up now, it's just that um, reminder that um, Christ, as you're saying, is, has so much to offer every single one of us. And you know, you can sit in church for years and as Sean say, never truly unwrap all that he has for you. And we're just believing, you know, even for the year ahead that this will really be um, a new year of beginning to see the goodness of God in your life, beginning to see everything that he has for you. And so we're going to pray in a moment. Yeah. But we also want to give an opportunity for anyone who doesn't yet know Christ, who maybe you have, you've heard about Jesus and you know, yep, Christmas is the birth of Jesus and, and that's all you know to it. But we want to encourage you, there's so much more. The reason why the whole of the Bible, when you read it, the people in the Bible were desperate for this saviour was because they knew they could not do life on their own. They knew that there was more there had to be something more and I just want to let you know this morning there is more to your life than you could ever think or imagine God had made you he has a great plan and a purpose for your life and what often happens is that sin comes and separates us from God it separates us from every good thing that God has for us but what 
happened when Jesus came is he came and offered life to the full that we would no longer feel destroyed would no longer feel as if everything was you know taken away from us but in Christ all we do is gain and it might not be material gain but it's a hundred percent spiritual gain Christ changed our lives in a massive way and we look forward to Christmas in the sense of that reminder of thank you Jesus thank you that you would come for us when we were in darkness and we never knew you when we were never even thinking about God he still knew that he would come even when we even at times hated God and like why God if you're real where are you He still came for you. He still died for you because he loves you and he wants to see you walk in your freedom and purpose. And most importantly, he wants to be in a relationship with you, being able to talk to you every day, being able to for you to know that you have a father in heaven who adores you. Fantastic, yeah. So let's church, why don't we just pray? Listen, the Bible, as we said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. He gave. And like every good gift, we just need to receive it. And so we're just going to give that opportunity. So why don't we just pray? Um, We can close our eyes and um, bow our heads and just repeat this after me. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Father, thank you for sending your Son. Thank you for sending your Son. Thank you that he takes away my sin. Thank you that he takes away my sin. And all of my burden. And all of my burden. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Cause my life to become new. Cause my life to become new. I receive your peace and your freedom. I receive your peace and your freedom. Your joy and your love. Your joy and your love. Fill me to overflowing. Fill me to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, just keep your eyes closed in a moment because we always want to give opportunity for someone to connect back to God. If you've prayed that for the very, very first time and maybe you're online and you can put it in the... Uh, so you can you can add a note into that um, and let the team know. But maybe if you're here in person and you prayed that for the very first time, could you just raise your hand so we can pray for you? If there's anyone that needs to give their life, come back to God, give their life to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone good with God? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for every person in this room and everyone online watching. Father, we thank you that this Christmas season, may it be you at the center. May it be filled with your presence and your love and your joy. May your protection be all over every person, Lord, we pray. And may your abundance pour down. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we just uh, declare, Father, and we just proclaim your goodness over this season. In Jesus' name, amen.